Hello writers and welcome to episode 30 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. I am your host Steph Caswell and I'm delighted you're here today so thank you for joining me. This is a podcast for coaches, consultants, entrepreneurs, anyone who wants to write a book in their niche to showcase their expertise and really elevate their business to the next level and if that is you then welcome, welcome, welcome. You I hope are going to get a lot from this and I promise, I promise you're going to come away with some action steps that you can put into place because today's episode is all about receiving feedback on your writing which is something we all struggle with no matter whether you're an experienced author or whether you're somebody just starting out so I'm hoping by the end of it you're going to walk away with some tools that you can use the next time you are getting some feedback. If you head over to my website, stephcaswell.com, you will find a free PDF right there and ready for you to download, which is about how to plan a best-selling book in your niche. You can also find my book, Dare to Write, on Amazon, and you can buy it. It takes you from the initial idea all the way through to publication. Without further ado then, my love, let us crack on with today's episode. Right off the bat, let me just say, you are not alone if you're worried about getting feedback on your writing. It is something everybody worries about in one way or another. Not because we're precious, but because it's nerve-wracking, isn't it, to get feedback, to hear what somebody else thinks about your work, particularly if that person is the first person to give you that feedback. And in my role as a developmental editor, I am often one of the people that sees the very rough draft that someone has put together. And I can't tell you the number of times I've reassured authors that it really doesn't matter. That's my job. My job is to look at the structure and to help them polish it. But listening to feedback can be hard, even with that knowledge and with your logical hat on. So in today's episode, I hope you're going to have some strategies then up your sleeve to use the next time you are facing some feedback. Studies show that when we receive feedback, it increases our heart rate to the level of moderate or extreme stress, particularly when we receive spontaneous feedback we're not prepared for. But even when we know it's coming, our stress levels rise. Our cortisol levels increase because we perceive feedback as a threat. In turn, this makes our heart rate rise. Adrenaline is also produced due to the fight, flight or freeze response. So cue that dry mouth, those sweaty palms and a pulse rate to rival an Olympic sprinter. I share this with you to help you see that your response to feedback isn't you being very different to everybody else. It's a natural response to fear and uncertainty. And it comes back to that part of our brain that is frankly stuck in the stone age, (laughs) fearing an attack from a saber-toothed tiger. And unless your editor likes to dress up for feedback, I think it's a very irrational response. (laughs) But you know, if your editor does, then good luck to them. So what can you do? Here's some research to help you. I'm going to start with a quote from Robert Allen that says, there is no failure, only feedback. And I love that quote because I wholeheartedly agree with him. We can only improve by receiving feedback. It's not because we failed. It's just because we haven't got there yet. Other than book reviews, it's unlikely that you're going to get spontaneous feedback that you weren't expecting. So it might be that a new review pops up on Amazon and you have that familiar surge of, I'm going to vomit and I'm going to read this review and it's going to be awful. I get that. I've been there. I do it every single time. But 
when it's seeking feedback on your book from an editor, from a beta reader, you have asked for that feedback. So it's not something you're not prepared for. It's just something that can feel hard to listen to. But you've got to start by being honest with yourself. What do you like when you receive feedback? What are the stories that crop up for you? And it might be that you've had an experience before where you've had feedback and it's really made you feel unhappy, angry, frustrated. We've all been there. And as a teacher, I've been there a lot when getting lesson feedback in terms of how I did. And it took me a long time to make my peace with receiving feedback and understanding that it was there for the good of my teaching practice, for the good of the kids, <laughs> for the, which obviously is primarily why I was there, um, but also for the good of my knowledge and expertise, because without it, I couldn't improve. And I think the thing with feedback on writing is that it's a very personal thing, isn't it, writing? You put a lot of yourself into the process. So when somebody feeds back to you and maybe it's not what you wanted it to be, it's even more of a sucker punch than perhaps you were anticipating. And it's about how can we develop that resilience to feedback? How can we distance ourselves from our manuscript so that we understand that it's just somebody's opinion, somebody's view, and they're trying to help us get our book to be what it needs to be in order to be successful? Because ultimately, unless someone's just being a bit of a wanker, which, you know, does happen, people want you to succeed. Your editor wants you to succeed. So they're going to give you feedback that will help you to do that. And you know, I'm a big fan of growth mindset. I think that without it, we limit ourselves uh, by having a fixed mindset approach to anything, but particularly in this case to writing, just is detrimental. We never grow, we never improve, and we never quite produce the things we want to produce. So first step is how can you effectively listen to feedback? Because that word listen is imperative. And Stephen Covey has a great quote that is, seek first to understand, then to be understood. And I, I think that's a really great place to start because as Stephen's quote suggests, if we seek first to understand, then our responses can be rational and they can be considered rather than that emotional jump from, I've just heard something I don't want to hear and now I'm going to respond to it. And that whole Viktor Frankl quote, between stimulus and response, there is a space and it's very true that, that, you know, as he says in that quote, that that's where your freedom lies, is in that space. Uh, that's where your growth lies, is in that space. So you might get something that you weren't expecting and you have to somehow think about the response you give because you can't be responsible for the feedback. That's down to the person giving it, but you are responsible for how you respond to it. Now, listening is a skill. It's something we can all get better at um, because if you're not very good at it and you know you're not very good at it, there's an opportunity there for growth, isn't there? But also it's the fact that when we listen, we have to actively listen. We can't sit there and just let what's being said roll over us. We have to be an active participant in that experience. And sometimes it's about our body language and how that comes across while we're listening. So if we're very closed, then maybe the person giving it will feel 
on edge. And if that's your editor, that's not great because you want them to feel like they're in a partnership with you to make your book better. Um, if you feel that you, you, I mean, lots of people will say, you know, you need to tell your face, which is a polite way of saying, don't look like a bitch when someone's giving you feedback. Try to to look engaged and responsive. Um, if somebody says something you don't agree with, try not to crumple and frown um, because it can put them off their stride. So I would say when you're receiving feedback, and let's go from an editor, okay, because that's the most likely thing that you're going to have. When you receive feedback from your editor, listen first, like completely listen to everything they have to say and jot down some questions if you have them. Um, even if you just write down the odd word here to remind you of what you want to ask them, but listen completely first. Don't interrupt, don't butt in, don't tell them that, oh, actually they're wrong. You know, you will have the opportunity to share your thoughts, but for the moment, just listen. Once you've done the listening, the great thing to do is to repeat back some of the things you said for clarity. So if there's things that maybe you you heard that you weren't quite sure what they meant or that you just want to completely clear up what was implied, then do that because that, again, is active listening. Once you've done that, look down at those questions you jotted down. And the more specific the question, the better the answer. So if you are asking a very generic question, which, okay, some of them are valid, but really get specific and ask your editor if you're not sure what she meant or he meant, and you're maybe you want to know how to improve it, ask them, be specific because it's what you've paid for. And also that it's great to have somebody there that you can be getting some other ideas from and talking through options rather than trying to do it all by yourself. Because as we know, writing can be extremely lonely. And when you've got somebody there who's experienced and willing, it's a great time to ask those questions. If you do want to disagree with your editor, then you need to be calm, polite, but also be clear. State exactly what part maybe you don't agree with and let a discussion take place. Don't be so overprotective of your work that you cannot bear anyone else to criticise it. And a good editor would not criticise. They would constructively feedback and there is a difference. And I think it's about trying to recognise how that's why I said to you at the beginning of the episode, how do you receive feedback? Are you somebody who flares up very quickly or are you somebody who's okay with it? And before you go into your editorial feedback, just reflect on what type of person you are and that if you do hear something that maybe you don't agree with, how can you best approach it and have a strategy up your sleeve before before the session takes place so that you're not then heated up uh, emotionally and take things the wrong way. But like I say, I'm all the editorial reviews I've ever had have been really brilliant in terms of feedback. I've learned so much from them. I've got a lot to, to improve from them. And that's what I want. I'm actively seeking as a person to improve my writing. I want to know what's working and what isn't working. And if you go in with that attitude, you will find the experience of having your work edited such a joy and such a boost and something that you can then go away with and feel like you're so confident to know what to do next. You're confident you know how to make this book even better rather than thinking, well, I, I nailed that the first time and they're wrong. I just want to point out that you don't have to listen to what your editor says unless you're in a traditional publishing contract, in which case you might need to listen a little bit more to what they say or a lot more. If you are doing this by yourself, if you're self-publishing, then you don't have to take in 
and take on, should I say, all of their feedback and all of their suggestions. It's up to you. If you don't agree with them on something, then just don't take that piece of feedback and just say, okay, thank you. But you know, I'm not, you know, I'm going to keep that in there because it means so much to me or whatever the reason is. So don't feel as though you have to cling to everything they say and do everything they say, because that's not true. And the final piece of advice I would say is when you're talking to an editor, do thank them. I know that sounds like a stupid, obvious thing to say, but they are experts. They are professionals. They know what they're doing. They're not out to sabotage your work. And if you have a great experience with an editor, do thank them for their feedback, because if they've had to deliver some feedback that's a little bit challenging or difficult, you can't underestimate how stressful that can be for an editor because they know that the book means so much to you and they don't want to upset you. So if that is something that maybe you know you don't do enough of, do take the time to thank them and to acknowledge the fact that they must know what they're talking about a lot of the time because they've been trained to and they've got the experience. And if they haven't got the experience, then should you be using them? Um, it's always, you can always get a second opinion. You can go and say, actually, do you know what? I want this edited by somebody with more experience and see what happens there. So it's not something that you're absolutely bound to. It's just about approaching it, whoever that editor might be, and whatever the experience in a positive, constructive way with a growth mindset. Easy. Before you go any further with your book sit with your editorial feedback sit with it for a while don't go immediately in and start editing your book just listen to what was said look at your report if you've got one which you should have done and just take in what's been said and please focus on the positives because there will be some positives don't just immediately like most of us do head to the negative stuff or the things that need development and focus on those sit and just celebrate the fact that you have done this and you've got some feedback and let it sit with you for a few days before you act on it so that you can digest any information that maybe you didn't quite catch the first time round and then that will put you on the best the best foot uh, moving forward to make the book even better feedback on your writing is crucial you have to have it to make a great book. And there are some good books out there. If you know that you're not somebody who takes feedback well, there are some books out there to help you and here are a few of them. There's one that's called Thanks for the Feedback, The Science and Art of Receiving Feedback Well by Douglas Stone and Sheila Heen. You've got another one that's called Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High by Joseph Grenny et al. And you've also got Ray Dalio's Principles, Life and Work, and that can help you also thinking about how you approach this sort of thing. Um, I really hope you enjoyed today's episode because I feel that if you go into getting some feedback with the right attitude, you will get an amazing amount from the whole experience. Um, and I hope you're able to approach it with the right mindset. And if you do have tough feedback, it's okay. We've all been there. Go and cry. Have a digestive. Pick yourself back up. Crack on. If you know anyone else who'd enjoy these episodes, please do pass it on to them, recommend it to them, share the link with them, whatever, however you want to do it. I appreciate it more than you know. And like I said, if you if you can leave a review, if you enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes, please leave a review on your favourite podcast platform just because it uh, helps people to know that this is something that is helpful and will support them on their writing journey. Until next time, my love, happy writing. <laughs>